It's beginning to look a lot like Kitmas, whatever your team may be. But the prettiest sight to see is the shirt that will be under your own Christmas tree. Welcome to They Think It's All Over, the Football Shirt Show. It's episode 90 of They Think It's All Over, the Football Shirt Show, and it's the most wonderful time of the year, so we've got a Christmas special show for you. I'm Adrian Football Shirt Talia. Last Christmas I gave him my heart, and the very next day he gave it away. It's Mike at Footy Shirts. How are you, Mike? <laughs> Not bad now. <laughs> Stepping into Christmas, we have got Tom at Shirt Van. Hello, Merry Christmas. And he wishes it could be Christmas every day. We have got Adam at This One Kit. Hello, yes, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And I could be wrong, but it looks like he's driving home for Christmas. We've got Scott at Flying Scotty. Hello. Genuinely thought that was the Grinch. I was tempted to say fuck off, but he didn't say the Grinch, so I went with hello. (laughs) Ah, God rest you, merry gentlemen. Before we get on the show, I I did mention Christmas movies. It's Christmas special, so one Christmas movie each. What is your favourite Christmas movie? I've already mentioned it, but easily The Grinch. Jim Carrey at his absolute ridiculous best. So good. I watch it every year. It's the only one every year I watch. My wife will be really unhappy that I didn't say The Polar Express, um, but for me it's Alf. Easy. Absolute clear winner. Home Alone for me. Every I watch it every year. Yeah, love it. I'm with you, Scott. I'm with you. I do love Home Alone, also love Die Hard. It is a Christmas film, but I'm going to go with It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, nice. That's it. Never watched it. Oh, it's really? It's, it's genuinely very, very good. It's a very heartwarming yeah. film. I've got a niche recommendation for you. It was on Netflix, and it's Klaus, K-L-A-U-S. The cartoony one. Well, I think it Ka- won Oscars or something, didn't it? A beautiful film, definitely a tearjerker, but yeah. really good. But anybody's got Amazon... Do not fucking watch Candy Cane Lane this year, which is our Christmas special. <laughs> oh my god, it's one of them films that you, we watched. We were watching it whilst we're doing something. Got realised it was shit, but you're like an hour in, and you're like, well, might as well see where this is going to go. And it just it got worse. We should after the hour, we should still turned off. And do not watch Genie on Sky Movies. Another Christmas fucking rotten. Oh, why didn't we watch that? I didn't mind that. Maybe because you watched the Candyland one, but... Yeah, you're right, actually. That would have made yeah. absolutely every movie look good. Mike, you look like a cultured man, though. You probably you could rattle off a few Christmas films that you sit down and watch. Genuinely, my missus is, like, massively into Christmas. So we have already watched both Home Alone this year. But the thing is, i got a five- and a six-year-old, so they're getting to see all these things for the first time. And my little boy wasn't... He wasn't really paying attention to Home Alone until Kevin started to fuck the bad guys up. And then all of a sudden it was hilarious. And then, yeah, he's like looking at me going, he's booby trapping, isn't he? And I'm like, yeah, he is. And I'm a bit scared I'm going to find the house booby trapped over the next couple of weeks, to be honest. I've got a question for you. Adam's already mentioned Die Hard. He said it is a Christmas film. What is The Nightmare Before Christmas? Is that a Halloween film or a Christmas film? Well, it's both, isn't it? Because it's they live in... It's two different lands. One of them's Halloween and one of them's Christmas. So I think it works for both. 
You can't sit on the fence, Scott. We need an answer. No, but li- it literally is, though, because they go to both worlds, do they? They go to Christmas world and he lives in Halloween world. I would say the most famous song in that is This Is Halloween, This Is Halloween. So I'd go on the side of the fence of saying it's a Halloween film. I think if you've got to pick one, I would go Halloween. But I also agree with Scott that you could watch it whenever you wanted to and lay claim to it being relevant to that time of year. Again, my missus watches that about 12 times a year, not not solely at Halloween or Christmas. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. A bit like Chelsea season could go either way. <laughs> no, no, no. That's definitely a Halloween movie, Scott. <laughs> excellent gents excellent but uh let's move on to some news anyone got any news this week uh there's not many new releases but there is i think we have to talk about the in my opinion the massively underwhelming messy shirts auction why don't you tell us an overview of what this auction was for those that ha- did, haven't seen it so it was in collab with ac memento uh, Messi's, I believe it was six first half shirts from Messi's six World Cup games. So including the World Cup final, uh, went on auction and fetched a measly 7.8 million for six shirts of what many claim to be the greatest ever football player in history, not currently. Well, I know you say it was underwhelming, Scott, but it was still quite a lot of money. And if you think about it, if Colt Kitts had been running it, it would have been double the amount. But weren't they hoping for like some fucking record figure? Of, of I mean, I don't even know how much I got something like 10 million in my head, but they were hoping that this was going to literally break world records, weren't they? Yeah, so they, they thought that it was going to beat the record for the most expensive sports jersey ever sold. But where I disagree with that world record breaking fee is that it was six jerseys so a lot of the the statistical journalists and uh, have put it in the top five because it technically it is the if you use the figure alone then it's the third most sold jersey in history but it's six of them so if you i mean i wonder if it would have fetched the same if it had been the world cup final shirt only but if you you know it's it's one point three million a shirt if 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 we're going to be mathematically correct, which is not a lot of money considering. So the top five, Babe Ruth, was number five at five point six four million. Kobe Bryant from his MVP season two thousand seven two thousand and eight was five point eight million. Then number three, as we've discussed, is the Messi shirts. Number two. Everybody rem- does everybody remember who number two is? Same sport, same country. Diego. So Maradona has fetched more than the GOAT at 9.28 million. And my personal GOAT of all sports of all time is still the record holder, which is Michael Jordan from the, from the last dance season. His jersey fetched almost 10.1 million. So if you think about 1.3 million a shirt you know he's it's miles off absolutely miles off i mean the value was definitely in that final shirt wasn't it you could probably argue that the final shirt was value you know it was probably deemed around like five million and then the other five made up the rest because that will be the centerpiece for anyone buying that collection i, I do wonder do you think maybe the value of these is lessened 
by the fact that we know these top level professional footballers and Messi in particular have so many match issue shirts. Whereas some, some of those you mentioned, they are legitimately one offs. That is only one of those shirts where Messi will have, as we as we found out from um, Matty Cash, will have over a hundred shirts issued to him at a game for big tournaments. So, do you think that impacts the the total value? That I definitely think it does. But you have to remember that he only wears two, so he wears the first half and the second half shirt. So even there's even though there's matched prep shirts out there. These were, according to the auctioneers, actually match worn. So they're one of two per game. Yeah, and I think that Matt Cash one was that a stadium shirt from memory as well. It wasn't an authentic. It was, yeah. He was gifted a shirt from Messi, but it wasn't. It was a a replica version, not a not a player spec one. But at the time, that was still quite rare. You couldn't get a two star Argentina shirt. So still pride of place. The problem is, any time you mention Messi somebody will mention Ronaldo or any time you, you know, when you speak about these, these sports personalities, when people have huge opinions on them, you're going to get fucking morons coming out the woodwork and coming out with wild statements that have zero basis. So for example, somebody had, had commented that, you know, in 30 years time, then these shirts will be more expensive, yada, yada, yada. But, Everybody knows who Messi is. The, the day, you know, we, we now live in this different era where everybody knows how much things are worth and what is collectible. And for it, for somebody to bid such a small amount, considering, so if it's going to triple in 30 years, why would people not pay more for it now if that's where the value is going to go? See, I, I think I'd, I'd probably disagree with you on it. I think there is something in the idea that in 30 years, if, if those shirts would have come out of the woodwork in 30 years' time, I'd be willing to bet they would have gone for a fucking hell of a lot more in inflation sort of like taken into account. I mean, for example, the, the Diego Maradona show, obviously everybody knows where that one was sat for many, many, many years, but it was seen as sort of like unattainable as well. That I think the the fact that these are, have gone for what we're, we're talking about, obviously it's a fucking lot of money, but we're talking about it as not very much. It's be, I think it's purely because it, at, the, at the moment, right now, because it's so fresh and, and it's so new, it feels like they're attainable, especially when you bear in mind that those shirts were almost, I'm not, I can't remember why they weren't, but almost sold to the highest bidder through the Memento app. So they could have gone for a, even less than that by a long way. Yeah, basically, I completely agree with you, Mike. I think... Part of it is just that it's almost too soon to do an auction like this. And it just feels like, I know it, it's just over a year since the World Cup final. And I think a lot of people feel like it was the greatest World Cup final there's ever been. It was an incredible game, but it doesn't have that mystique of having like a shirt that was, as you say, Mike, unobtainable for like 30 odd years or however long it was. There's so many shirts out there, like he wore like one in each half. So that kind of cheapens it a little bit. I mean, it's still, again, as you say, a lot of money, but they did feel obtainable, I think. So that almost, yeah, almost cheapened them in a little way, I think. But do we not do we not live in this crystal ball era now? So everybody, you know, when that Maradona shirt sold, everybody knew what the crack was. The, as you said, these unattainable shirts. So here you have the supposed greatest footballer of all time that has achieved his greatest achievement, that has cemented his status, 
here's a fucking shirt he wore in the final whilst winning that game, and it's up for grabs. So yeah, it doesn't have the rarity of being unattainable, but we know where these shirts go. We know what price they get to. Why were people not going in and going, I'm going to fucking get it now while it's obtainable? I do think, I agree with Adam, I think nostalgia plays a huge part. I, I mean, that Maradona shirt, for example, was sold 30 years, 40 years after the event. I, th- I couldn't tell you when the other shirts were sold or how long after they were sold from when they were used, but that definitely impacts how people view an item and how much they'll be prepared to pay for it. And I just think, yeah, these are still the current shirts. That World Cup was a year ago. I, I don't think there has been enough time passed to build up this, that nostalgia towards them, which drives the price up so high. Honestly, if I'm if I'm being honest, I, how much did you say that that Diego Maradona one went for, Scott? You had the numbers there, didn't you? As you went through, yeah, it was nine nine point eight one, I believe, and, 9.28. And my honest view on this, if that would have been auctioned one year after when he wore it, it would not have gone for that sort of money again, bearing inflation in mind at the at the time. I just I just don't I I just don't think it would. I think that part of it is the fact that we're twenty thirty years on from that. Uh, with the messy ones, for example, in 20, 30 years time, if those have just simply been swapped with other players, one of them would have disappeared. And we only knew where that one shirt was. All of a sudden, that is so much more valuable than it is right now, a year on. I think when we look back in history, we will look back at the World Cup final in Qatar. Being in Qatar aside, as a spectacle, was incredible. But just that amount of time hasn't quite passed for us to say this is like the best game I've ever seen in my life, bar none. I don't know. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just it, it just yeah, feels like yeah. it needs that little bit of time to kind of cement itself and then Yeah. I, I completely agree with you and I and I know where you're coming from, but I I was just surprised that with all the evidence that we have now and how things go, you mean I mean look, he's only he's only the well he's the first ever Mbappe is the first ever player to score a hat trick where all three balls cross the line, right? How many, you know, there's been World Cups since 1930, since 1930, nobody's ever done that again. So do you think, do you think in 30 years, Messi won't be looked on as kindly as he is now? Now, nobody can, nobody can guarantee that, but the chances of what he's achieved and the records he's broken and how long they were held before he's broken them, I'm just surprised nobody took a punt and went, do you know what? I'm going to get these shirts no matter what because they're going to be valuable. I just, I was just quite surprised at how low they went. That, that's all. Time will tell. Join us back for episode 1342 if they think it's all over, uh, where the second auction takes place and we can review that. But uh, I think probably the biggest issue was that they've done the auction just before Christmas and everybody's out doing a Christmas shopping. It feels a little bit selfish buying these shirts. And Scott, just so you know, the rule in 1966 was the majority of the ball had to cross a line, not all of the ball. So uh, I think you find that uh, all was good and uh, we deserve that start. I'll tell you what as well, if I'm right in 30 years, we'll be fucking coming back here to record it so I can say I was fucking right. (laughs) Wouldn't have it any other way. Remember, children, a football shirt is for life, not just for Christmas. So head on down to Granny's football shirt store and buy yourself a nice football shirt any time of the year with over 900 shirts to browse through. You're welcome. 
That was both threatening and sexy. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> Why is everything you say so fucking threatening? I don't know. <laughs> that like, was the sexiest thing this podcast has ever seen. Like, I, I don't know. Like, like... I don't know if you guys heard, but I, I saw that that Tom from Granny's put that he'd had you know a really really good month in his first month of sponsoring this podcast. May I add? I genuinely think that's because people are shit scared of Scott, so they're just going and buying a shirt every time they listen to the podcast through fear of him turning up at their house. I mean, that was like prime Val Venus, that eyebrow raise he gave us there. I can picture <laughs> him in a towel. <laughs> do, 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 do. Right, guys, should we move on and have some Christmas festivities? Yes. Let's do Fucking it. <laughs> yeah, Christmas, let's go. Yeah. 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 Yay. yeah. It's Christmas. Christmas. Good. Right. What we're going to do is we are going to have a little bit of fun. How do you guys feel about trying to put together a Christmas 1 to 11 football team? Well, I feel good about it because I've got full team manager, team name and substitutes. I don't know if anyone else can say they've done as much research into this or have as much spare time as me, seemingly. <laughs> I 100% have not, but I do have a few that I could add. I feel like I've got one ace up my sleeve. And I, I think I've got a few a few good ones to throw in. I don't have a one to 11 because I'm not a teacher's pet, but I've got a few to throw in. Okay, this is going to be fun then. So we're going to go from the team, we're through the team, we're going to goalkeeper up to, up to the front line. I'm going to get your suggestions and I'm going to be the manager. Well, I'm not going to be the manager because we'll come up with a manager, but I'm going to decide from your suggestions, who makes the team. So first of all, we need a team name. I see. I, I, do you know what? I hadn't thought about team name. I've been so focused <laughs> on players and managers. Okay, so for team name, I've got Silent Knighton and Snow Valbian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I was about to say mine are all going to be horrific, squeezed in puns, and then you've come out with that. <laughs> yeah, start as I mean to go on. It's only going to get worse. Uh, I was just going to say, I stupidly didn't go for puns. I tried to find like real Christmas names without adding any puns in. <laughs> so my team name option is AZ Elfmar. Oh, I like that. That's, that's decent. That's, that's good. See, the only thing I could add to this is is a, a bit like Scott. Is a real one. Is FC Santa Claus from Finland. That's, that's as good as it gets, really, but that's two on the nose, isn't it? Okay, Scott, so are we going to go with Silent Snyton and Snow Albion, FC Santa Claus, or Elf said Alkmaar? So I have to choose. I'll let you choose. My one there. Is my, my, is yeah, yeah that was completely wrong. So say that again. Oh, what was yours uh, called? El, elf, what did you say? Elf, elf said, said Alkmaar. Alkmaar. <laughs> what, what was yours? AZ Elfmar. Oh, I like my one. Okay. Or AZ. Or what? LZ. Elfmar. AZ Elfmar. Or, or, or AZ Elfmar. What are we going to go with? Mike, is your team a real football team? It is, yeah. Mike wins. Sorry, we... Adam. I mean, I'm sure you'll get, <laughs> I'm sure you'll get there in the end, but we're going to go with finish fourth tier side. FC Santa Claus. You know why he's chosen that, don't you? It's because it's much, much easier to say than the other two for this whole episode. <laughs> Took 87 yeah. times to get Tom's right. I wasn't repeating that. I'm still not entirely sure what it is. Uh, okay, we need a goalkeeper. Come on, who has got a sh- the first suggestion for a shot stopper? I got one. 
Slay Given. Okay, I've gone for a turkey related one. Bruce gobble gobble gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the spot, no one's beating that. <laughs> Come on, Tom, you must have something up your uh, up your stocking. David the Slayer. David DeSlayer. That's, that's, it, I like that. It kind of makes him sound like some sort of serial killer, like David DeSlayer. <laughs> or like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like yeah. David DeSlayer, the the, uh, the the Spanish version. The Spanish <laughs> vampire the only one anything at the moment. Have, Scott, have you got one? What about Vanderstar? Vanderstar. Hang on a minute. We I thought you weren't on... doing puns. Well, I, I wasn't, but... That because I did see Slay Given as well, but I thought we were doing real names, so that's the only one I can remember from the pun list. I, I've got a list. I've got a list of silly ones and a list of very serious ones. <laughs> if you wanted a real one, Scott, you could have gone for Roy Carroll. Oh, that's very true. But I have a different Carroll in a different position. Okay, okay. I think we are going to go with our goalkeeper as Bruce Grobble Gobble 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 Gobbler. Bruce Gobble Gobble Gobbler. I concur. Unanimous, unanimous. Right, let's throw uh, throw some defenders at me then. Zat Knight? Yeah, I've got Zat Silent Knight written down. Yeah, see, I took the silent out. I figured it was implied. Didn't have to pun it. We, we've also got Gabriel. Took me a second, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, I feel like I've taken this too seriously because I've gone right back, centre backs and left back as well. I haven't just gone defenders. <laughs> I've gone specific positions for everyone. Adam, there's we... no prize for this. I don't care. No. I, I take things very seriously. Um, Throw them so all you... out there and we'll we'll pick a team. But well, hang on, we've got two centre. What have we got? We've got Zach, Zach Silent Knight and who was the other team? The other name we had so far. Uh, I said uh, Gabriel, who's a centre back. Yeah, Gabriel's a centre back. So let's stay on centre backs. Adam, give us your centre backs. Well, I've gone for a partnership of Mark Fish, you John Terry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we should just pick Adam's team. I think. Do you know what? Point... No, he's got to read them all out, no matter what. Yeah, he's showing us up. <laughs> um, I I do have another centre back, by the way. It is part of a trio because we got the three kings and the first one's Ledley. Oh, I like that. And the three kings can make up the spine of the team. I will just put that forward as well. Do we have any backers for Nemanja Vidic? It's all right. I like that. Can I go with my right back and left back just to, just to go do. for it? So I've not just gone Christmas. I've also gone New Year. I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold Langsyne. And at left back, Justin Sledinburgh. My left back was Slayton Baines. Uh, I had Ashley Cole. How's that a Christmas one? You could get Cole if you're naughty, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Tom obviously was never, ever naughty. <laughs> Not me. Angel child. <laughs> Come on then, Eddie. What's the back four? We're just going to go with Adam's back four. So, Adam, do you want to just read out your back four for me again? Okay, so I, I think that the... The, the right back isn't so strong. So if anyone comes with a right back, but because I, yeah, I said Trent Alexander, Arnold Langsyne. But yeah, the centre back pairing is Mark Fish, you John Terry Christmas. And then left back is Justin Sledinburgh. I've just thought of a right back option if we need another one. Branislav Ivanovic, you a Merry Christmas. 
<laughs> say that again for Sounds me. Sounds like you sneezed and, and when you were trying to say I wish you Merry Christmas. <laughs> Branislav Ivanovich, you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to try and sum this up so far, and I'm going to make a I'm going to make a change as Adam suggested. He wasn't happy with his right back, so I've got a late entry at right back for us. So so far in goal, we've got Bruce Gobble Gobble Gobbler. At left back, we're going to go with just so I have to try and say it, Branislav Ivanovich, you a Merry Christmas. At right back, we're going to go with Jesus Navas. Played right back at the end of his career. Got to get Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus in there. And um, we've got a centre back pairing of Mark Fish, you John Terry. You have to say that, Adam. Mark Fish, you John Terry Christmas. Yeah, it doesn't work unless you sing it, does it? I don't know. Does it work? <laughs> Adam's gone so extra on this. It's insane. <laughs> Scott, humour me. Try and say it. Oh, wait. <laughs> He looked genuinely scared then. <laughs> I'm not even sure I know what the first three words he's saying are. I know the English accent is hard for you to understand, but <laughs> Mark Fish, you John Terry Christmas. Mark Fish, you John Terry Christmas. I nailed it. Well, Adam, I mean, you've gone into detail here. So what are we doing? Are we going for a 4-3-3 here? Or, um, what, I've gone 4-4-2. 4-4-2, okay. 4-4-2. We'll stick with four full two. So why don't you give us your um your your four across the midfield? Okay, so on the left wing I've got Mark Leftover Mars, because you have leftovers. Centre mid pairing of Paul Mince Pie and apologies for this. Sausage Meat Marhaman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, compose yourself. And on the right wing, I've got Rule Foxing Day. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. That's the lineup to be. Anybody got any uh, any alternatives to suggest? In the in Scott's vein of thinking, I had a legitimate name without alterations. The Jamaican midfielder Rudolf Austin. I, I had a few, including uh, everyone's favourite Hungarian midfielder, who's Gugeli Rudolf. Uh, the second of the three kings, Andy, would be in the middle. Uh, I did have Ryan Bauble as well, <laughs> former Liverpool winger. Uh, and my favourite was uh, Paul Merson. Oh, that's a good one. I've just thought of another one. Dominic Slobber Sleigh Bells Ring. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> I can't cope with this. Say that. I had, saying that. I had a really boring, legit four-man midfield. Uh, Jesus Navas, but then you put him a right back. Centre midfield pairing of Dennis Wise and Santi Cazorla, and the left wing of Angel Di Maria. Very boring. Good. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, oh. I got Fabian Alf as well. By the way, I've got a few of my subs bench that didn't quite make the cut, but I feel like I need to say them. I feel like they may be improvements from what we've had so far. So, um, go for it. so first of all, you've got Nabi Kaita. His nickname was. Um, Nabby Lad at Liverpool, so I've got Feliz Nabby Lad, um, Wayne Sproutledge, and Christmas Even Gerard. I like Wayne Sproutledge, but I, I prefer Rule, Rule Foxing Day, so I don't think he can get in at the right. A um, couple of alternatives I've got as well. How about Deco Rations? Oh, that's good. Or Alexi McAllister's brother playing over in Belgium, Kevin <laughs> McAllister. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> He's I got, got 
No, I got one sure. more midfielder to throw into the mix, actually. Do you guys remember that there was a, a player? I can't. I think he might have played for Wigan at one point. Is Kiki Musampa? Did you know that his nickname was actually Chris, and they called him Chris Musampa? <laughs> That's a good one too. Where Where did Noel Hunt play? Wasn't he a Leeds player? Was he a midfielder? Redding, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, winger, winger or forward, wasn't he? I think. Yeah, because you could call him Noel Hunt, I suppose. My favourite part of that is the fact that you thought you needed to explain that to us, Scott. Well, <laughs> oh, Noel. <laughs> oh, we have, some, we have some foreign listeners. I was just going to say for everybody listening, that's how bright Scott thinks you all are. Right, so breaking news though, um, Kevin McAllister, uh, who was left home alone, is actually a fullback or centre back, so can't include him in the midfield lineup. But do we do we want to swap him for Jesus Navas or yes, um, Brother Slavovanovic? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, okay. So should we take out, so I don't have to say it again, Tom's uh, Ivanovic uh, <laughs> yeah. suggestion? I've noticed Dominic Sobert-Sliber was ringing, are you listening? Has it come up again? I couldn't even say it at that time. When you <laughs> if I could say it, I'd be tempted to have it in there. Surely Snobosli is just an easier way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, but we try to uh, go extra. We've got to go extra like yours. I don't think Mark Overmarsh should be in there because there's no leftovers in my house at Christmas. We haven't got any other left-sided players though, and I am tempted by the originality of that. Angel, we got Ryan Bauble. I've seen that done, wing, didn't he? I, I actually did have that on my list. That was one that my wife came up with, and she was so excited. She's like, "Ryan Bauble, Ryan Bauble." <laughs> Come on, you got to let you got to let Adam's wife put one in there. <laughs> there was a player that played for Bristol Rovers called Rob Trees, so you could say Treeslets, Rob Treeslets. Right, we are going to go with our wingers of Rule Foxing Day. And Ryan Bauble. And in the middle, we are going to go with Paul Merson and Sausage Meat Mahaman, just because it's just <laughs> so mental uh, that I think we we have to go with that as our midfield. So, so that leaves the star and angel on top of our Christmas tree, the two centre forwards. Tom, you're deep in thought. Throw as your, uh, your star man. So I have a double whammy in one. Gifton Noel Williams. No, that's rubbish. Strong. <laughs> Let me get my boring two out the way. I had <laughs> Gabriel Jesus and Andy Carroll. <laughs> that's a double whammy, Gabriel Jesus. They're just not very fun because they're real names. <laughs> Before Adam comes in and wipes the floor with all of us, I've just got, I've got a few. So I've got Jason Yule, Denver Bar Humbug, and it would have been the last of the three kings, Josh, but. You lot haven't put the other two in, so there's not fucking any point in putting him in now, is there? <laughs> Maybe you could have said Sledley King, and then that would have got him in in the. Oh. As like a double whammy of couldn't have broken teams. up your back two partnership, I could Adam. Yeah, true. Okay, so up front, I went for Danny Christmas Puddings and Missile Tony Yaboa. <laughs> they both took me a fucking second. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about some of those. I. Or Holly Watkins was another one I came up with. Oh, well, I like that. I like that one oh, as well. But also, we've got to have the main man, Tony Christmas, in there, haven't we? Antonio Di Natale. Oh, so yeah. That, there oh. we go. So we're going to go with the man himself who is called Christmas. We'll go with Antonio Di Natale as our, our first centre forward. And because of the originality of the double name of it, we're going to go with Gifton Noel Williams, Tom, for you. I know you just signed him on Championship Manager, so... Uh, he was he was a great player if you got him young from Watford. 
another shout for maybe Lionel Messi to uh, portray the state of everyone's toilets on Boxing Day? <laughs> I think you're speaking for yourself there anyway, Tom. <laughs> maybe you should leave some of those leftovers, Tom, and then uh, you wouldn't have, have those issues. Do we have... So we've got, we got a 1-11. to 11. Before I cap it off, do we have any managers? Who's going to lead this team? Russell Slade for the Belgians. Oh. It's got to be... Ho, ho, Jose Mourinho. I am went with Christian grossed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be a Sunday lunch 11, wouldn't it? You'd still have it on. You have roast potatoes with your Christmas dinner. So, yeah, Christian grossed potatoes. How about a bit of Dick Abacal? Oh, yeah, that's quite a good one. <laughs> I suddenly thought the pun was on Dick, not actually. <laughs> <laughs> We don't joke about dicks in this group. Um, or we've got Steve Spruce. But based on those, I think we're going to go again because it's a double answer. We'll go with Brussels Slade, I think. I like that. To recap, you've done well here, gents. We have got FC Santa Claus led by Brussels Slade. Our goalkeeper, Bruce Grobble, Gobble, 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 Gobbler. We've got fullbacks of Jesus Navas and Kevin McAllister. Our two centre-backs are Mark Fisher and John Terry Christmas. Across the uh, across the midfield, on the right, we've got Raw Foxing Day. And on the left, we've got Ryan Bauble. In the middle, we've got Paul Merson alongside Sausage Meat Mahaman. And up top, we have Gifton Noel Williams joined by Antonio Di Natale. I think that's a decent team on paper, gents. A late shout for Marion Parsnips. Oh, how have you brought that in so late? <laughs> <laughs> And I'll, I'll tell you what, seeing as we're all thinking now, Arthur in Frankincense de Boer, he could have been one of our a right back, couldn't he? That would have been good. That would have been good. We've got substitute options as well. Right, so the serious question now, where do we think this team would finish in the Premier League? Above, Above Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. That was a lot of fun, gentlemen. A lot of fun. What have we got coming up in a few days' time? Because this is coming out as a Christmas special. But you haven't got to wait long for what was this year, anyway, was one of our biggest episodes of the year. I know you've all been waiting for it. On the 1st of January, we're going to be coming out to you with the official, they think it's all over, shirt of the year. Same excitement we got for the uh, <laughs> a bit earlier. It's good, guys. Yeah, but I'm allowed to not be excited because i got to fucking count all the votes. <laughs> And there are literally hundreds as well, by the way. In all seriousness, though, it is looking really good. Yeah, last orders on that as well. I think really do get in with your answers if you want to contribute. And then you can't complain if you don't contribute that your suggestions or thoughts haven't made it in. So do email us in at ttko at ttkao at... It's it just for anyone who's listening, it's hello at ttkaopod.com. <laughs> <laughs> cheers tom and also just to add to that anybody still uh putting this together please 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 just send five shirts in uh, i mean if you want to tell us why you've picked those five that's cool what, whatever you want to do we've had some lists where we've had three shirts picked as joint number one with four to follow on that's eight that's is that eight guys that's seven isn't it <laughs> i don't know my maths isn't very good there are seven shirts I'm glad you're doing that, the counting yeah. mike <laughs> that's that's a top <laughs> seven that's not a top five that's impossible for me to do so please 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 just make sure it is five shirts ranked one to five otherwise 
if I can email people back to say, I can't count this, I will, but there's a lot of emails for me to go through and start getting lost in going back to people with dodgy votes. I already regret the five I submitted. Too late, counted them. Are we still, actually, is anybody else, is anybody here not put their five in yet? Mine are in. I've done mine. Done mine. Uh, just me then. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really, really looking forward to recording that one and coming out to you all on the 1st of January. That is going to be a really exciting show. I can tell already. I can feel the energy in the in the virtual room here between you all. I love the surprises. That's why I look forward to it. I feel sorry for Mike because he has to do it because I... I genuinely love the anticipation of what fucking bullshit is going to pop into the top 20 because <laughs> there's always a couple. <laughs> Glad to see you're as open-minded as always, Scott. <laughs> Excellent. Any other announcements we need to cover off at all? Uh, yeah, Scott's pregnant. Hey, <laughs> congratulations. Immaculate conception, was it? Yeah, and it's not English, so it won't be a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> It is Christmas, Scott, so are you going to give us a little present or not? Oh, you want, you want to do it? <laughs> I, want, I want you to say goodbye to our listeners, wish them all a Merry Christmas, and say they think it's all over it is now. Well, I can do half of that. Okay, do the second half. Okay, I can do half of that, and it's the first half. I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, and we will uh, see you in the new year. Keep listening. That's the first time he's ever done a sentence about calling everybody cunts. It still sounded like a threat as well. It did, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It really did. Right. They think it's all over. It is now. It is now. It is now. Wasn't that cute? (laughs) Kind of. <laughs> do 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 do